The impeachment inquiry started yesterday. Democrats are doing everything they can from being dismissive to just crazy to try and redirect the conversation away from Joe Biden. Did it work? Probably not. Oil prices are going up and there's no ceiling in sight thanks to our president. And Dianne Feinstein died last night. Yeah, I'm not going to be offering many kind words for this woman. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you had a great day yesterday. So as you know, I walk every day. I, I went out yesterday, was walking around, got stopped at a light, and there was a lady walking across the street. And on her t-shirt, and I'm a huge person watcher. I love watching people. She had a t-shirt on that says, you can be anything you want. Now, looking at her, looking at the t-shirt, she probably got this from Goodwill or something. This was not a a real t-shirt. You could tell this gal just grabbed it. it. It probably meant nothing. But here's my problem with seeing people wearing crap like that or... Another another saying I can't stand is you only have one life to live. Little crap like that is that this t-shirt sends a message that our kids are actually being taught today. You can be anything you want. This is something we really need to get away from in a society. We need to realize that a lot of people have capacity. In other words, no, you can't be anything you want. You, are, you do not have the capacity to be anything you want. For example, you probably don't have, you probably can never be a rocket scientist. You probably can never be a NBA basketball player. Here's something wild and crazy, and I direct it directly at this gal. If you can do anything that you want, can you lose some weight? That seems to be a, a, a question. She was a heavy gal. One of the things our kids need to be taught is that the world the world exists and it's outside of themselves. And kids are not being taught this. When we, we see a kid on TikTok giving us their pronouns and why their pronouns are the way they are and why they made them up the way they made them up, that's because they really think the world revolves around them. It's a, it's a type of narcissism that we have been fostering in our children for about the last seven, eight years. No, no, no. I'll take that back. Not the last seven, eight years. No. The last 20, 30 years. Dr. Spock, who released that book about child rearing, he said one of the things his book did that he didn't mean for it to do was helicopter parenting. Now, he's dead now, so he doesn't really talk too much about it, but all this helicopter parenting, all this positive reinforcement on a child came out of that book, and he said, no, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean you tell your kids they can be anything. The kids still need reality in them. And our kids are being taught, our parents, I mean, this is an older woman, so obviously... She's wearing this t-shirt, so she's probably teaching her kids. This is why our kids are so effed up today, is that they really do think they can do whatever they want. They think reality revolves around them, and we need to get away. Here's the biggest problem. They're becoming adults and thinking like that. 
And there are a lot of adults, including baby boomers, who think like that. And by the way, that excuses things like bad behavior and crime. Well, I can do whatever I want. And I deserve a big screen TV, so I'll just go out and grab one. And when they arrest me and put me in jail, I'll say, well, wait a minute. I deserve it. Blacks is an, blacks are an example of this. They have been victim. This whole victim ideology, not just about blacks. Right now, blacks are second in the victim scale to um, trans people. So blacks aren't even the highest on the victim scale anymore. But that's the problem with creating these victim scales. It justifies bad behavior. And one of the things, and Ben Shapiro wrote this in his book, um, The Right Side of History. It's very good where he talks about capacity and things like this. Capacity and ethics and morality. Well, here's part of the problem. People have to learn their limits. And once they learn their limits, they will be able to choose a, a path that is fulfilling. Josie's daughter yesterday, she, she says the same thing. I'm really good at math and I'm really good at English. I don't know what I'm going to do in college. And I, and I told her yesterday. And to my surprise, Josie said the same thing. No, you're not really good at both. You are really, you're good enough in school right now at both. But you're not really good at both. You need to figure out which one you're actually really good at. Because it is excruciatingly rare that someone is really good at math and really good at art in English. And I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I told her the truth. I said, you're not one of those people. You're not a Leonardo da, Vin da Vinci. I can tell you that right now you're not. That's not an insult. I'm not trying to insult her, but the reality is this is the kind of groundy kids need. As a matter of fact, I'll go a step further. Not only is this not insulting her, not only is not this not smashing her dreams into the ground, and maybe it is in a way, maybe, you're, maybe a lot of our dreams do need to be smashed into the ground because our dreams are not reality. We, they're, they're just not going to happen. It's actually helping her out. It's giving her the right advice. It's making her understand that life just doesn't work that way. So I, what I wanted to tell that lady when I saw her pass, no, you can't do everything. You are not capable of doing anything that you want. I am not capable of doing anything I want. Nobody is capable of doing anything you want. And if you try to do absolutely anything that you want, Reality, if you don't have the capacity, reality has a way of bringing you back into reality. Okay, so with that being said, let's get to our news. I know yesterday I said I wasn't going to do a podcast today, but I, I just decided to do it because there was, again, Fridays are the toughest days not to do podcasts because there's always something bizarre that happens. So we did have some big news today. Diane Feinstein at the age of 90 has passed away. Uh, she was a senator for California. She's been a senator for California. I believe it was like 40 years, 30 to 40 years. So she's been a senator forever. Now, 
there is a, we're now going to have to suffer through all of the BS that goes with a senator dying. So I guess they're going to take a limo all the way across the country to Washington, D.C. Yes, I'm exaggerating. They're going to present her in the halls of Congress for three days. We're going to have flags at half-mast. There's going to be dozens upon dozens of articles screaming about how good a woman she is. Uh, We're going to see headlines on Twitter all day about how good she is. Um, the only the I mean here here are some of the things that have been said. Uh, let's see, let's see on Twitter. Here we go, Chicago Tribune. This is a typical example. The U.S. US Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, a centrist Democrat who was elected to the Senate in 1992 in the woman in the year of the woman and broke gender barriers throughout her long career in local and national politics, has died. So we're hearing that stuff, um, that kind of stuff. The AP had another one that was just absolutely incredible. Uh, I got to tell you the one thing about her, and I don't usually like talking crap about a person, and but I'm going to anyway, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, one of the things she is, she was a very intelligent woman, and she held her ground. This was the greatest clip of Diane Feinstein. I'll never forget it. She's in her obvi- office, and she is confronted by a bunch of little kids talking about climate change, and they're telling her what she has to do. So this is a two-minute clip, and it really is, this is Dianne Feinstein. She was a hard ass. This gal knew how to fight. So let's, let's listen to this clip. It'll be a nice little memory, because this is something both conservatives and liberals actually supported. To vote yes on the Green New Deal. Oh, please. Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal. Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do is this doesn't get turned around in 10 years. You're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be living with these consequences. The government is supposed to be for the people and by the people and all for the people. You know what's interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality. And I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. I hear what you're saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your job. How old are you? I'm 16. I can't vote. you didn't vote for me. I'm voting for It doesn't matter. We're the ones who are going to be impacted. It doesn't matter. We're going to be the ones who are impacted. I understand that. I have seven grandchildren. I understand it very well. Senator, the cost of not taking this action is far higher than the cost of what the Green New Deal will be. And there is enormous popularity for this bill around the whole country. And we're asking you to be brave and do this for us and for your grandchildren. I'm trying to do the best I can 
which was to write a responsible resolution. Any plan that, that doesn't take bold, okay. transformative okay. action is not going to be what we need. We well, need your you know better than I do. So I think one day you should run for the Senate. Great. And then you do it your way. But by that time, in the meantime, I just won a big election. I take it back. I, I, I remember this now. Uh, no, she wasn't embraced by the left. This actually was the start of her being called for her being pulled from the Senate by the Democrats because this was the time where she didn't let the little communist eight-year-olds go out there and tell her what to do, and she put them in their place. So that was really, honestly, in her entire career, that was her bright spot. Now, here's the deal. I do not believe in celebrating people who don't deserve to be settled, celebrated. She screwed California several times. She sold out California several times. When she was mayor, half the reason San Francisco is in the mess it's in now is because she started it as mayor of San Francisco. This woman became a millionaire when she became a senator. No one knows how. She was making $175,000 a year, and that's recent. This gal was making at one point $120,000 a year. Somehow, she's worth millions of dollars right now. In other words, she's just another corrupt politician. And finally, this gal had hired, had employed a Chinese spy for 20 years. She is not a good politician. She is, I would question whether she's even a good person. And she should not be celebrated. And she's gone? Okay, well, you know, sorry you died. I'm not going to sit there and say, but I'm not going to celebrate her either as if she's some goddess or something. She's not. So she's just, she's, yeah, okay. Rest in peace, I guess? I don't know. I. But yeah, no, I, I'm not going to jump up and down like, ABC News or Reuters or the AP about her dying. She was no centrist, by the way. I, everyone's saying she was a centrist senator. She was no centrist. She was a uh, she was a Nancy Pelosi progressive, very very much a feminist. So no, she nah. Sorry. So like I said, I was walking yesterday and uh, I noticed gas prices are at six dollars a gallon. Now why is that a big deal? Well, in California. The gas station that I saw at $6 a gallon is the cheapest gas station that I've seen in both Los Angeles and San Diego. I've never seen a gas station cheaper. When that gas station hits $6 a gallon, that means every gas station in California is over $6 a gallon. The gas station across the street is at $6.20 a gallon. So gas is really going sky high. Well, Joe Biden isn't helping anything and it's it's about to get worse. Uh, so the oil reserve right now is at a 40-year low. So it has something like 483 million barrels of oil, which is absolutely nothing. We're at about 20 percentile from uh, of what we're supposed to have. This is not good. Not good at all. And what it also means, it means if we're in a war... We may not have enough oil to be able to deal with a war. China is licking their chops right now. And what's worse, and this also means that Joe Biden isn't going to be able to stick his 
grimy little fingers into the oil reserves and release a million barrels of oil a day for the next six months in order to keep gas prices down. This is going to be a real problem for him come the election. And I I think you can have a squirrel running against him. But with that record, that squirrel is going to win. It's going to win in a landslide. What I mean is Donald Trump, I don't see how Donald Trump loses an election if gas prices are going to be between six and seven dollars a gallon in the next year. And I got to tell you, that's what it's looking like. The other thing that Joe Biden doesn't have going for him is he just refuses to dig. He refuses to to drill for oil or natural gas. One of the things he did is he released their their oil drilling plan, which is offshore, which is the government's plan to sell leases for offshore drilling and and drilling on federal lands. And it is the lowest number of leases in history. So we're not even drilling in the United States and we're not drilling offshore. We're depending completely on Saudi Arabia, which has already said, oh yeah, we're cutting oil production. We want to raise the oil, the cost of oil per barrel. Cost of oil per barrel, by the way, is $96. If that hits $100 a barrel, California can expect to see $7 gas and in uh, the rest of the country, $5 gas, because that's what we're looking at right now. So good for Joe Biden. Way to go. He is just doing everything he can to F up uh, his presidency and and the country. And Republicans are helping him. Uh, So on, on Sunday, we're supposed to go into a government shutdown. Now, me personally... I don't care about a government shutdown. I really could care less. It, it means nothing to me. Okay, a bunch of people who aren't doing anything half the time anyway don't get paid. And by the way, they're going to get paid. They're just going to get back pay. They're going to take a week off. And that's essentially all a government shutdown is going to be. It's going to be a week off. But here's the problem. The Republicans are going to take it in the butt if, if the government is shut down. Joe Biden's not. The Democrats aren't. The Democrats, hey, Republicans don't want us don't don't want to want to shut down the government. It's all the Republicans' fault. Well, that's true. The Republicans want some sort of financial responsibility. They don't want to keep spending money over hand over fist. One of the things that uh, Kevin McCarthy is asking, who's getting pushback from the, from far right Republicans like Matt Gates and and um, Green, is all McCarthy wants is he wants to control the spending to Ukraine and he wants more money on the border. That's all he's asking for. Everything else, hey, let the Biden administration deal with it. They want to keep spending, let them keep spending, and then they'll learn. Because Kevin McCarthy knows that's all he's going to get. But the far-right Republicans, conservatives like me, I like I like Gates, but the far-right conservatives, they're sitting back, no, we need to get all spending cuts. You're not going to get that. You want to get that, win the House, win the Senate, win the presidency. We are we have a, like a nine-member majority in the House, and we are the minority in the Senate, and we don't have a Republican president. What exactly do you think they're going to cut? Nothing. You're wasting time. 
McCarthy wants to set up a temporary bill that keeps the government open, do that. And we're at a point now, you can only do certain things, you can only do so much with a Democratic Senate and a Democratic Democratic president, you're not going to be able to get what you want. Get over it, move on. But no. They they they're gonna go out and they're gonna shut the government will be shut down and of course everybody will make a big stink out of it. But the reality is, it, it, this isn't gonna mean much. The government you're gonna get your social security check. If you're getting paid, you're gonna get paid back back payments. This is not that. But it's gonna be for I think probably three days. By next Friday, there's the government's gonna be reopened. This is this is much hubbaloo about nothing. Okay, and in our final piece of news, this is a big deal. Gavin Newsom has signed into bill a law that will give fast food workers a minimum wage of twenty dollars an hour. By the way, that's not up by much. The minimum wage right now for fast food workers is fifteen dollars and fifty cents an hour. So it's going up $4.50 an hour. Now, this law applies to all companies that have 60 franchises or more nationwide. It also doesn't apply to companies to cre- that create their own bread. So McDonald's is the prime example. That's where everyone has been concentrating on, including me last week when we talked about this. So McDonald's, if they if they bake their own bread, McDonald's does not have to pay the $20 an hour because they need more workers. Now, this is going to be a disaster for California. Okay, it's going to be a disaster overall because yes, it only applies to six to companies that have 60 locations or more throughout the nation. This eventually will apply to everybody. So the slippery slope, this will apply to everybody. It's going to happen. But here's the problem. And there are a lot of problems. One, inflation is going to go up. There's no question. A, a McDonald's burger, which as of yesterday is $5.95 for a Big Mac. Yeah, expect that Big Mac to go to $7 to $8 a Big Mac. So what's going to end up happening? People are not going to go to McDonald's. And by the way, who goes to McDonald's? The poor. Believe it or not, it's not the wealthy to go to McDonald's. Gavin Newsom, you're not going to see in McDonald's. It's typically people who are middle class, lower middle class, or lower class. That Those are the people that go to McDonald's. Well, they're not going to be able to afford it anymore. Two, you're going to see automation. McDonald's is already automating. McDonald's, Jack in a Box, Burger King, they're already automating. You do not need to go to and talk to somebody to order your food. So they, they right now, any McDonald's you walk into, most in California... They do not have somebody waiting at the check stand for you to order. They're not there. Usually if you go to the check stand, there's nobody there. You're going to see less of that. They're going to get rid of the check stands altogether. Can anybody who does any checking out? Services are going to go straight to hell at McDonald's. So for example, bags. You're probably not going to get bags. They're already saying they're going to remove the uh, soda fountains so that the McDonald's people have to hand you a soda. And by the way, there's also questions about whether you're going to be able to get refills for soda. They're going to cut services in order to control the costs. 
And one of those, they're going to cut employees. They're going to cut services. They're going to automate like crazy. And then here's something wild. They're just going to close stores. A company, and I said this when we talked about it last week, a company that has 60 franchises throughout the nation, you they're going to look at McDonald's. They're going to say, well, we're in the red with this McDonald's. Close it. We got 59 other McDonald's throughout the country. We'll just close the one in California. By the way, a lot of businesses are already doing that. In California, especially San Francisco, businesses are closed left and right because they can't they can't afford to survive. And then they've got crime to deal with. And McDonald's has the same problem. McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, they all have the same problem in California. So they'll just close. And what's tragic for California if you if a company owns 60 franchises or more, it means that company knows how to manage those franchises. They manage them well and they're profitable. And California probably wants to keep those because they're a tax base. Well, they won't stay. They'll just leave. They'll just close. They'll either sell to people who are less experienced or they'll leave. Chances are they're going to close because that's the other problem that's going to happen. People won't open the franchises. They they just will say it's not worth it. We can't we don't have the capital. And if I'm looking to open a franchise somewhere, I'm not going to open a McDonald's. I'm not going to open a fast food joint. There's no point. Because I can't afford it. I'm just going I'm going to be in the red for years because of regulate government regulation, government tax, and now more wages I have to pay. The other problem is, is any employee that McDonald's does hire better have a master's degree in business. That's right. McDonald's is going to get picky. They're going to want the best people working for them. And that means they are not going to want a guy who doesn't speak English, who is 16 years old, who is sloppy, who is slow, things like that. You're, you're not, they're not going to hire that person. Not at $20 an hour. Hey, my wife <coughs> works with medicine. She is certified to pull blood from people. And she makes only a couple dollars more an hour than what a McDonald's fast food cook makes. And that brings us to the other problem. The other problem is, What's going to happen with other other salaries? My wife, for example, she makes a certain she makes a little bit more than a McDonald's employee. Does that mean that the business she works in, are they going to have to raise her salary to keep up with cost of living? Well, yeah. And that's happened. Now, I know a lot of people are screaming Oh, I mean, my daughter who got a job at a car wash says, oh, well, I'm just going to get a job at McDonald's. No, you're not. They're not going to hire. McDonald's is not going to hire. Here's the problem with businesses like this. And the state of California doesn't get it. And it's really stupid. Um, McDonald's is not meant to be a career position. It's not meant to support a family. It's meant for 16-year-olds to go in, gain job experience, and then go find a better job. McDonald's has always been like, I mean, it's been, it was like that maybe five years ago. It was like that, that if you got a job, not even five years ago, my, my stepdaughters all got jobs at, at, at fast food 
companies, worked there for about six months and then went and got better jobs. Or they decided, Jesus, I got to get a, I got to go to college and get a degree or something. That's what happened with all the kids. And guess what all the kids did? Six months, got better jobs. One's a teacher, one's a veterinary assistant. That's because they realized, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. McDonald's, Burger King, Jack in the Box were not meant to be career positions. But we are all making them into career positions. It's absolutely crazy. So if you thought California can't get worse, it's going to get worse. Economically, um, quality of life is going to get worse. Inflation is going to get worse. Nothing about California is worth living right now. It's just get the hell out. Okay, in our last story, I'm, I'm not even going to do the other stories. If you want to go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can and take a look at some of the news stories that I skipped this week. Uh, it's just simply don't really have the time for it. I really do have work to do today, so this is kind of a pain. But, um, oh, not my last story. You can't skip this stuff. Let's get to dumbasses of the day. <laughs> Okay, and there was there was absolutely no way I could skip dumbasses of the day. And by the way, if I do dumbasses of the day, that's going to take me up to a normal podcast anyway. So might as well do it. So our first dumbass of the day is quite literally dumbass of eternity. Dumbass of existence. And that's Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson is a representative, I believe, from Mississippi. This guy is dumb as dumb as a brick. And he is the exact reason that people should not put politicians on a pedestal. This is a guy who thought we can't put military uh, personnel on Guam because Guam would tip over. That's right. The island of Guam would tip over if we put too much military equipment on it because we have a military base there. This is how dumb this guy is. Well, he he was asked about the border, about illegal aliens crossing the su- southern border, and he really didn't have much to say say about it, so he decided to just, just to say something stupid. So let's listen to him. People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so, to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border, yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. That, without a doubt, has to be the worst way to dodge a question you could ever imagine. Well, have you been to the border? Well, yeah. Well, you're talking to the wrong people. What do you mean I'm talking to the wrong people? We got pictures. I mean, he obviously doesn't know that this is a Fox News broadcaster, Fox News journalist, and Fox News has a drone flying over the border every three minutes. Fox News talks to the people who are coming over the border illegally. Fox News talks to the cartel members that are dragging people over the border. Fox News knows exactly what's going on at the border. And instead of this guy answering the question, he decides to just kind of, uh, what, BS with it and avoid the question, not talk. I mean, because 
And he does it in the clumsiest way. Well, you're not talking to the right people. Uh, okay, well, I've got 24 hours of video footage. Can you sh- tell me what's going on there? Incredible. Hank Johnson is just a terrible guy. Josie's even said, you should run for office. I probably should because I'm smarter than half these people. By the way, that is not the dumbass of the day. The dumbass of the day is another TikToker talking about how she feels it is probably more natural and safer not to wipe your ass after you've taken a dump. And she is sitting back. I'm not kidding you. She is sitting back and justifying why she has not wiped her ass in over two years. So, I mean, she must be just a pleasant a pleasantry to sit next to. Let's listen to her. So I actually don't wipe my bum. Um, when you think about it, in nature, no other animal wipes after they use the restroom. So why do we do that? Um, and I don't, I know there's got to be a benefit to not wiping. I don't really know what it is. But if God wanted us to wipe after we use the restroom, we would have a built-in way to do that um, into our anatomy. You know what I mean? Um, so because we don't, I personally believe that wiping after using the restroom is not good for your health. Uh, you don't know what chemicals are in toilet paper or in wipes. Um, so I personally think it's best to just not wipe. Um, but I stopped wiping about two years ago when I started using uh, the litter box instead of a toilet. And uh, I have noticed, like, I have not gotten as sick as often. Now, I know correlation is not causation, but, you know, I feel like my immunity, um, immune system has, like, been built up since I stopped wiping. Um, and it's probably because I'm not exposing myself to those chemicals. So we're only a step from white toilet paper being white supremacy. I, I, I think that's going to happen. I really do. I think it, these people are, are insane when it comes to this stuff. You, she uses a litter box? Are you effing kidding me? Well, here, here, here's the issue with her. She doesn't understand why we're the only animal that wipes our asses. And she doesn't understand why we're the only animal that wipes their asses. Obviously, she's a genius here. Uh, yeah, we're the only animal that wipes it because we have the technology and the know-how to... By the way, we've been wiping our asses for ages. We've been using water. We've been using leaves. We use lots of things to wipe our asses for all of human history. We've been dealing with our butts for one way or the other. This gal just flat out said, oh, I'm not doing it. Oh my God, she must smell wonderful what a sick bitch that is our dumbass of the day now you know why i couldn't skip dumbass of the day because this was something i gotta tell you when i when i listen to dumbasses when i try and choose a dumbass of the day i figure you know i'm gonna find basically the same kind of thing it's gonna be about someone's pronouns how men are women and women are men and Men can get pregnant and have period. I expect it's going to be pretty much the same thing. And then you're going to have the occasional politician that's just a moron. But but no, this, this was something I completely by surprise. So thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe there is some value to uh, TikTok. No, there's not. But okay, so yesterday, yesterday uh, the Republicans decided to have a uh, impeachment inquiry 
on Joe Biden and all this corruption. It's a good idea. And yesterday was going to be something very simple. It wasn't going to be something heavy. Basically, what the Republicans had is they had two legal scholars, one uh, forensic accountant, and the Democrats had their own legal scholar, of course. And this whole thing was just going to be talk. What they were going to talk about yesterday was not much Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, but more the value of going through an impeachment, the value of impeaching the president. And if it wasn't even much of, well, Joe did this and Joe did that. It was more of, okay, what can we expect? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad, which is by the way, what they do in an inquiry. So it wasn't like they had Joe Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or Joe Bobolinsky or Devin Archer or any of those important characters in front of Congress or anything. It was just to talk about what an impeachment would look like. In other words, and I did see a lot of it, it was really boring. It was six hours long too. Well, the Republicans did the thing. Uh, They did release 760 pages of evidence that they had on Hunter Biden. Mind you, none of these guys actually looked at that. So they weren't talking based off the evidence from those 760 pages. They were just talking about... They were just talking about the... uh, They were just talking about impeachment and what are the benefits. That didn't stop Democrats... Democrats, well, they had a couple of ways to attack this. Okay, so the first way that they decided to attack this is going after procedure. You know, did the Republicans actually go through the white procedure to go through this impeachment hearing? And here's AOC, who appeared particularly hormonal yesterday, talking about that. The impeachment inquiry, any impeachment inquiry, regardless of party, is an extremely serious matter. Professor Gerhardt, in the impeachment inquiry under, um, into, into President Clinton, were there key fact witnesses that were presented in, during those proceedings? There were not in the House. Mm-hmm. In the Senate, were there any? There were. There were in the Senate. Now, in the impeachment, uh, in, in the impeachment investigations with uh, with president, with respect to President Trump, were there key material fact witnesses in the House? Yes, ma'am. There were. Are there any key material fact witnesses here today? No, ma'am. None. And so we are wasting our time. When we talk about a threshold of an impeachment inquiry, was there a House floor vote that had a majority of members of Congress that opened an impeachment inquiry into President Clinton? There was. There was. Was there a full House floor vote uh, opening an impeachment inquiry into President Trump? In 2019. Is there one here for this one? Not for this one. There is not one here for this one. This is an embarrassment. An embarrassment to the time and people of this country. And I would ask that the chair and I would ask that this committee elevate to the promise of our duties here and and comport ourselves with the consistency and practice that is required of our seats and our duty and our our oath to our to our responsibilities here and with that I yield back thank you now, now that was a 1 minute and 40 
seconds of AOC being a complete freaking moron. Okay, first off, one of the things you do when you're testifying or when you're going to speak in front of Congress, or anyone for that matter, is know what you're talking about. Make sure you know exactly what that guy's going to say when you ask a question. So I ask a question, I know that person's going to say yes or no. She had no idea. So she was talking at the very end of all that crap. She was talking about, we need to have a consistent, well, wait a minute. Everything you asked, sometimes it happens, sometimes it don't. For example, have, have, have there ever been votes on, on impeachment inquiries? Sometimes there have been votes on impeachment inquiries. Sometimes there haven't been. And that's basically what he said. Well, did Trump, even Trump when he was impeached, he was impeached twice. In 2019, there was an impeachment inquiry. There was a vote. In the 2020 impeachment inquiry, there wasn't. So in her own lifetime in in Congress, they had two impeachment inquiries. One, they had a vote. One, they didn't. The other problem she has is, is she's saying, is there any material witnesses in this state? No, there isn't. Um, there's no material witnesses because that's not the point of this. That's not the point of this hearing which is why it was really boring. So that's that's the other thing. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to shade is this is all a sham. This is all crap. There's nothing here. They're not even following the right procedures. Okay, so here is, uh, let's see, who's this broad? Because I can't remember who she is. Uh, Melanie Stansberry. She's another congressperson. And she's basic, and this gal was just really, really annoying. This gal is talking about Trump because everything's Trump's fault. Trump did this, mind you. And you knew that was coming. So let's listen to her. Hey, he wants his loyalists to shut down the government. How do we know that? Because he posted it right here on his social media. And his loyalists in this com- committee who are doing his bidding for him today retweeted it. <laughs> And in fact, it actually says right here that the reason why they want to defund the government and impeach is because this is the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me. So folks, this is not a serious inquiry. This is not a serious hearing. By the way, she has one of the screechiest voices I think I've ever heard. I mean, she is really just annoying as all sin. Well, I mean, here's here's the story. Trump had nothing to do with this. If Trump did have something to do with this, he would have done it during his presidency because all the evidence that the Republicans have, they had most of it during his presidency. Let's face it. Joe Biden has been corrupt for decades and they all had this evidence. This evidence that they're going to show later to get this inquiry pushed through into an impeachment, this is crap they've known about for ages. So Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, if Donald Trump was going to have something to do with it, he would have had he would have done done it during his own presidency. And then of course you have another guy. This guy he is Jared uh, Moskowitz, uh, congressman. He decided to just basically say this is all a bluff that Rep- Republicans have nothing. And this is all just a feint. It's a fake out. Let's listen to him. So look, I, 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 we get it. 
We know why we're here. That's why they say the Biden family, the Bidens, James Biden, Joe Biden's dog commander, but, but not Joe Biden. Never Joe Biden. So when are you going to have the vote on impeachment, Mr. Chairman? What are you scared of? Call the vote. Come on. If you all think there's so much evidence, we're here. Call the vote on impeachment. Impeach him right now. I dare you. Okay. This is just, it's a, he's not all wrong. He, the, quite, the reason there's an impeachment inquiry right now is because they're not sure they've got enough votes to impeach Biden. I, for some reason, Republicans feel the need not to impeach Joe Biden. I have no idea how this is a thing. There is well enough evidence to prove that Joe Biden knew about. I mean, we've got voicemails for Christ's sake. We've got at least three that prove all this stuff. But but no, there are Republicans that don't want to do it. They can lose five Republicans and still impeach the president. Well, that's one of the reasons they're running an inquiry. They're running an inquiry to see if they do have enough votes. And as this inquiry goes, they're going to be putting more evidence on there. And this evidence, it may take six months to go. Yes, it may take six months. But the reality is eventually they're going to they're gonna go to the floor. But they need to make sure they have enough votes. And that's why you have an inquiry. Now, the reality is if this inquiry does not end up in an impeachment, yeah, that's really bad for Republicans. Because it just shows that you basically redeemed Joe Biden before an election. But the reality is, no, they don't go through an impeachment vote now. They haven't even presented anything. You go through the inquiry, inquiry, you present the evidence, you make sure everyone's on board, then you make the vote. And then finally, you have crazy. Here's Jasmine Crockett. I think she's from Missouri. And this gal, it's hard to believe she's an attorney. She's a member of the House of Representatives, and she can actually read. This is full crazy. And this was this went viral all over the internet yesterday. Let's listen to her. Let me tell you something. I don't want to talk about what y'all want to act like is some big mystery because we keep sitting here and Professor Gerhardt, just, just to be clear, as my colleagues have even tried to provide evidence, which they're not the ones to provide evidence, have you ever heard them say, if, since we've been sitting here for I don't know how long? Yes, I, I, um, I've been taking a tally. Oh, okay. Can you um, show us can you so show what the tally is? More than 35 times the Republican witnesses and Republican members of the committee have used the word if. Thank you so much for that. Because honestly, if they would continue to say if or Hunter and we were playing the drinking game, I would be drunk by now. I tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I, I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Now, mind you, that was a compilation. That was, it was cut and split up into different 
But this is how her entire testimony went. It was it was really nuts and just screaming and I, I don't know why Democrats think screaming and yelling and throwing fits and uh, is is a sign of passion or something. Maybe that's what it is. It's not. It's just really annoying and it makes her sound stupid. And by the way, she sounds stupid. She can't pronounce words. She's just droning on. She cusses twice. She says she'd be drunk. She says she does drinking games, which, you know, I guess we should expect that from Congress people these days. She cusses. I mean, this is this is making a case. No, it's of course it's not. Well, I hope you guys have a great it, the whole the whole hearing was crap. It, it was it was nothing. It wasn't worth listening to. I, if I were Republicans, I would have stuck Devin Art, and they're coming. There's going to be a subpoena for Hunter Biden. That's all that is coming. So we'll just have to sit, wait, and see. But yesterday, six hours for absolutely nothing. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>